I feel like having another episode on the media. And this arises, you know, from me having made the mistake of flicking through the Herald Sun this morning, for the first time in ages, actually. Uh, Look, I wanted to see the footy. Uh, The footy was back last night after coronavirus. To cardboard cutout crowds. It was pretty amusing. Um, shorter quarters. And uh, the first draw between Richmond and Collingwood since 1917, I read. They haven't had many draws. Okay. Um, and, oh, look. Herald Sun. I haven't seen the Herald Sun for a long time, but it hasn't changed. It was, you know, it was whipping up a frenzy, as it always does, you know, and as it has for a long time. Um, And this is why I tend to stay away from Australian media. I think it's a dog. Um, To some extent, I think it's a good idea to follow media... uh, from anywhere other than from where you're from. You know, I'm just playing around with that idea in my head at the moment. Yeah, because I do that, you know. I, I, I ignore local news by and large. I never listen to the ABC, I listen to the BBC. Yeah. Uh, so that, you know, because um, th- that way I'm able to detach a little bit, you know. I can't be played as easily. Yeah, because uh, the media is manipulative. Um, and, you know, I'd even be happy uh, to listen to CNN or Fox News over in America uh, than I would, you know, be interested in listening to oh, whatever we've got, you know, 3AW or 2GB or the ABC, yet again. Um, you know, any of our left or right-leaning media here It's it's good. Yeah, I'd rather um, listen to biased media from overseas than biased media here. Yeah, because I won't have an emotional response. Yeah, I can actually stay detached a little easier. And that's what I think. Um, Adam Goods uh, has more or less made that comment this morning in an article. Uh, he thinks Australian media is a dog as well. Look, I think he probably thinks like I do, that all media just about is a dog. Um, But he's on the international circuit now, speaking. Um, But he avoids Australian media like the plague. He said that. He didn't use those words. And I, I can see where he's coming from. And I think I do that too. In fact, I know I do. I have done so for a long time. You know, you won't find me listening to ABC. You know? um, because it colours. You know, li- listening to local news or engaging, interacting with local media, you know, um, you know, there's no detachment. You're in the middle of it too much. Uh, so stay away from it, I think. You know, because it tells you, look, if we had a good news service or a good media here in Australia that um, wasn't telling everybody how to think, you know, and I mean on the left or the right, you know, if we didn't, if we had a media outlet that wasn't trying to whip up a storm, a firestorm, as Adam Goods put it today, one way or another, um, I'd probably listen to it, but I, I haven't come across any media outlet in Australia that can do that. Um, Okay, um, so I listen to, yeah, I listen to the BBC World Service. Look, I would listen to CNN or something else, you know, other things, you know, something from Africa, you know, something from China. Um, but the only one that, you know, can put me to sleep properly is the BBC World Service because I listen to uh, the media mostly at night when I'm trying to get to sleep and uh, just the, the, the tone of the BBC um, is just right for putting me to sleep. So I go with that one. Uh, It's not going to disturb me, you know, or keep me awake or anything like that most of the time. Occasionally they interview someone (laughs) 
who's not part of the B. The, the, the tone of voice of the people in the BBC is, you know, kind of gentle, soothing, in a way. Um, uh, sometimes they interview someone and that person's got a grating voice, you know, which I've got probably. Um, if they interviewed me, you know, I'd wake you up. You know, sometimes oh, I just fall asleep listening to something, you know, and I quite like listening to the thing, you know. And then, you know, they interview someone from, you know, Karachi and I'm awake again, damn it. <laughs> the last one who did that um, uh, was standing on the roof of um, the BBC headquarters in Kathmandu and uh, and he was all excited. <laughs> oh, that wasn't in Karachi, that was in um, Kathmandu. Um, um, because um, the pollution had dropped off as a result of uh, lockdown in India on that occasion, not Pakistan. And, um, and he could see the Himalayas <laughs> for the first time in you know, 50 years. You could see the Himalayas from Kathmandu. Yeah, you could see Mount Everest, yeah, which apparently was a joyful sight. And he was very excited and overjoyed about this and, um, and just had to let the BBC World Service know. And, you know, he just had to wake me up. <laughs> I couldn't get back to sleep after that for a while, yeah, as I imagined being able to see the Himalayas from Kathmandu. Now... Um, but Adam Goods, yes, he says, um, listen, I can, um, I feel I can speak to media overseas, um, because, uh, he, he, uh, he doesn't get the bias that he gets here in Australia because it's an indigenous, you know, Adam Goods is all wrapped up in the local indigenous question, you know, um, so, uh, but when he goes overseas, you know, like if you go to, if he goes on a speaking circuit in the United States, for example, you know, it's all African American issues and, um, you know, uh, Native American, you know, First Nations issues and all that sort of stuff, you know, maybe less some Latino issues. And there would be, you know, there's some relevance there. That's why they've got him over there, you know, because, you know, the indigenous experience here in Australia, you know, this, you know, there's lessons to be learned from one for the other. Um, but um, what he was getting at was um, he can talk about his experience being booed at the footy as he was. He can, he can talk about that over in America uh, without the actual discussion being you know, hijacked by the memory of that. Because they don't remember that happening. You know, he's telling them about that. You know, there's a bit of distance there. There's a bit of detachedness there. Whereas he, if he does that in Australia, whoever he's talking to remembers that whole, you know, incident well. And, um, and he has to battle the memory of that as he's being interviewed. You know, and the, and the, and the bias, you know, one way or the other, you know, um, of the person interviewing him or whoever he's speaking to or something. You know, someone might be... You know, he might be speaking to someone on the Australian media who's, media who's absolutely appalled by what happened to him. Uh, Adam Goods, back then. Um, you know, and, um, I, you know, I had to do some soul-searching myself, you know, as a football follower, which I am, you know, um, uh, as to, you know, gee, you know, in retrospect... Um, yeah, we did let that go. Uh, yeah, we did let that booing go too far. It was appalling. You know, I thought that myself, you know, as I, as I looked back on it. I, did, I, I, I pretty much sat out of the whole issue, you know, even though I'm a football follower. I didn't end up, I can't even remember why, but I wasn't at any of the games where the booing happened, you know. But if I had been at the games where the booing happened, what would have been my response if I had have been there? You know, look, I, I tend to sit out of every issue, actually. I sit back, you know. Yeah, I'm one of those silent ones that's, you know, one of those evil silent ones who's just commenting from the sidelines about the process more than the actual issues, you know, on things like this Black Lives Matter. 
thing that's happening at the moment, you know, because that's the issue of the day at the moment, um, or refugees another time a while back and all that sort of stuff, or even the environment. You know, I tend to sit back and I'm commenting on the way people are arguing against each other and all that sort of stuff, rather than joining in on the argument itself. You know, that tends to be my approach. <clears throat> you know, I sit back and I'm not getting involved too much, you know, which is bad, you know, because apparently um, silence, because that's, even though I speak a lot, I'm actually silent on the issues, rather. Um, yeah, I'm more a commenter, you know, I'm more a media watch guy. You know, I'm, I'm, you know in, if I'm talking about the media, you know, or if I'm talking about history, you know, I'm more a histo- histori- historiography kind of guy rather than a history kind of guy. See, people who are into history talk about, you know, debate history itself. You know, what, what happened and what didn't happen between, you know, Julius Caesar and Pompey and all that, you know what I mean? Um, whereas historiographers, they sit back and they're not talking about, they're not actually debating about, you know, what happened between Julius Caesar and whoever, you know, you know, Mark Antony and all that sort of stuff, you know, or Cicero or whatever. They're not arguing the toss about the actual issue. Historiographers are looking at the perspectives from which, uh, that all the different parties are coming from, you know, as they argue about that. So they're, they're watching the arguers. They're not being the arguers. You know, I'm a little bit like that with... Um, current issues, you know, whether it's Black Black Lives Matter or anything else, um, I tend to sit back and I'm I'm more curious about the way, you know, why does that person, why is that person so appalled by uh, what happened with Adam Goods getting booed? And why is that person, you know, not over there? You know what I mean? When ostensibly they are culturally identical by the look of them. And all that sort of stuff. You know, I'm more interested in that. I'm, I'm a bit detached. Um, but the people who are actually arguing the toss, you know, they hate people like me sitting back and not jumping into the fray. You know, because we are called the, you know, the silent ones who are part of the problem because we're not pushing the debate one way or the other. You know, we're opting out. And we're part of the problem. Because if there is a problem of, you know, indigenous disadvantage or anything, someone like me is not assisting to rectify that at all. You know, we're, we're just sitting back. And, um, you know, like gods, in a way, you know, self-appointed gods, self-appointed idiots, of course, you know. You know, I'm no expert at what I do. Um, but we're sitting back... Um, more thinking about how people are arguing and why they're arguing all that stuff and, you know, rather than actually joining in on the debate. If we were at a party, we'd be sitting back watching two people argue politics, people like me, um, but not actually joining in, just just throwing a comment in there for the left and for throwing a comment in over there for the right. You know, almost encouraging the debate. Keep the debate going, guys. I don't want to get involved, but, you know, I'll do a bit of devil's advocacy here and a bit of, you know, it's a little bit superior, you know, a bit annoying, people like me, but, you know, uh, well, yeah, maybe I'll go to church and go to confession, do 20 Hail Marys and um, two Our Fathers, and then come back at you with an opinion on Black Lives Matter. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Not in this episode, I won't, Yeah, because this is about... This episode's about chatting about the media, as Adam Goods did this morning, by the way. Uh, without actually talking about what the media's talking about. You know, which is hopefully what most of my episodes are, are a bit like. You know, not getting involved. I'm part of the problem, sitting back, you know, while children starve in certain countries. Well, who isn't really? You know, who isn't? Well, people who donate to World Vision, I suppose they're not, they're being good people, yeah, but someone like me, I don't do that, so, you know, I, I, I went and bought a coffee this morning, um, while a child dropped dead, somewhere in the world, right, now, moving on, um, so, Adam Goods, Adam Goods, now, let's see if I can find, oh, look, I will read what, an excerpt of what he said, 
this morning. Because he's making commentary on the media here, but not getting involved in pushing his point, or you know, he's not actually getting into the issue here. He's discussing how his personal um, circumstance came about, you know, because he was booed out of football. Adam Goods and you know, now now champion. Um, I saw him play plenty of times, um, um, and you know, football fans. Um, well, I thought that we were colourblind per se, you know, um, but um, the Adam Goods thing threw me a bit. The way he was booed out of football, you know, for having his little Indigenous Lives Matter moment. Um, you know, I thought that. Was, that shook a lot of us up. We we're confused a lot of us because we, you know, as as football fans, we don't care. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, and I, I I remember one match where you know, Adam Goods was best on ground against Essendon, and um, I, I'm I wasn't even aware he was an Aboriginal during the game. You know, so it wouldn't have occurred to me. Uh, but that's like I said, this episode's not going to get into that. Um. Okay, I did a couple of episodes on Adam Goods once during the funeral, yeah. But again, I think I sat back a bit on that with that one. Yeah, I definitely didn't help. You know, I'm not being helpful with this podcast. Yeah, yeah. You, you, if you ever listen to my podcast, which I hope you don't, but if you should listen to any of my episodes, and you say, "Listen, uh, the approach you took in that episode, look as intellectually sort of okay." as it might have been, it wasn't helpful. Yeah, to which I would say, I'm not trying to be helpful. You know, where's the rule that says that when you speak about something, you have to be helpful? You know, maybe I'm trying to be unhelpful. You know, maybe I'm just curious, you know, and I'm just, I'm just looking at issues and, and my take on them without actually bringing any bias into, you know, the way I look at those issues. You know, some people will say, oh, listen, before you even start to think about an issue, you should think about, you know, um, you should alter your thinking to make sure that whatever you're thinking is going to be helpful for the cause, you know. But the scientist in me sort of says, well, you know, I don't want to think about the conclusion I'm going to get to before I even start looking at the evidence. I just want to look at the evidence cold, no hypothesis even, you know. Uh, you can't escape your um, your context, of course. You know, what they call the, what do they call it? Um, your conditioning or um, your social construction. You know, you can't, you, but you try, you know, in a, in a podcast like this, you try and um, step back from your conditioning and all that sort of stuff. You can't, you know. I like rock and roll and I hate rap, you know. And that's because, you know, I'm white, <laughs> so to speak. That's true. <laughs> um, anyway, on to Adam Goods, you know. Um, and, you know, my opinion on the booing back then, well, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. All right, that's not what this podcast is about, you know, telling you what I think about that. I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to help the situation, you know. I'm not going to say words here that are going to promote healing. I don't care about healing. You know, I'm being a bit of a Socrates. And the question then ends up, you know, do we need more people who are a bit Socrates in the world today? Because, you know, um, in the Black Lives Matter protests, um, the cry went up that nobody should play Socrates. You've got to actually uh, um, nail your opinion to a flagpole and, you know, and get down and dirty in the issue. You know, like, um, are you with us or you? If you're not with us, you're against us, and that's you know whether you're on the right or the left. You know, so that's that's the cry that goes up these days. And um, to a certain extent, if Socrates, you know, who was into you know, questioning your thinking, for example, rather than thinking about you know, and sitting out on the actual issue, you know, that was Socrates' approach. Um, he would be seen as part of the problem. If he was part of, you know, the Black Lives Matter debate now, he would be seen as part of the problem, you know, because he's not actually coming down on one side of the argument or the other. He's sitting back just challenging both sides, you know, 
as to their, their the thinking behind what they're saying, you know, and and you know whether they should be um, pushing their points so intensely, you know, and all that sort of stuff, you know, whether there's moderation or whether there is a need for moderation and all that. So he'd be asking all those questions, and he would be smashed if he was about today, uh, because you know, in 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 the modern way of thinking, being a Socrates is not helping, pushing, you know, a protest in one direction or the other. You know, Socrates would not have been helping that. He would have just been facilitating, you know, the way people were thinking, you know, challenging their thinking. Maybe, like, if someone, you know, put up a meme on social media that nailed something on the Black Lives Matter debate, you know, one way or the other, left or right, you know, Socrates would say, oh, I'd like to challenge that. And he would be told to get effed by whoever, by all the supporters of that meme, you know. Or he would be cheered, you know, loudly by people who hated that meme. But no one, you know, the middle is missing, you know. And both sides of the debate there would have said, you know, in the end, because um, Socrates would have done something similar to the right, you know, as to the left. And, you know, and in the modern debate, you know, someone like Socrates is not helpful. And yet, Socrates is still famous, uh, which is strange. He wouldn't fit in to a, a sort of social media, you know, firestorm. He wouldn't fit in. He'd be, he'd be tagged as an unhelpful sort of party in the modern media, social media, whatever. Um, and yet, why is he famous? Well, the reason for that is, is I think we do need people like Socrates stepping back and um, you know, a, a very small minority of people stepping back and um, keeping both sides of the debate accountable. You do need some people stepping back and not getting involved. You need some people who are willing to stay silent on the issues and hold the left and the right accountable for the argument they're having. You know, that's what I say. You know, but there's, you know, there are plenty of placards at Black Lives Matter protests and so on who, which say the exact opposite. Anyone who doesn't get involved is part of the problem. You know? But um, I disagree. Um, I think, you know, there is a role for people holding um, both the Black Lives Matter protesters and their enemies accountable, you know. You should be able to challenge anybody. I think that that's all right. You know, like even Adam Goods, you know, and I'm, I'm an Adam Goods, I'm on Adam Goods' side, you know. But if Adam Goods says something in public now, you know, a Socrates type of person should be able to stand up and challenge him without being smashed for um for uh, you know daring to go against goodsy you know and the same goes for the other side you know there might be some people who say you know the fact that that booing you know they called that racism it wasn't racism it was because he did all these other things you know what I mean um you know and, you know, the Socrates type of person might stand up and say, listen, I'd like to challenge you on that. Oh, you're just a damned commie, lefty, indigenous lover, all that sort of stuff. You know, the right wing would say that, you know. Whereas if you, when I, you know, if you dared to go against Adam Goods, you know, well, you know how that goes. You are immediately identified as being in the extreme right camp. You know, if you say anything against Adam Goods... You know, so this is where Socrates couldn't survive in the modern age because, you know, he would challenge someone on the left and they'd say, racist, and put him over on the right. And Socrates say, oh, no, no, I'm stepping back, just challenging. And they say, no, you're not. You are hard right. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, would say Socrates. And then Socrates would go and then go over to the right and he'd challenge something they said and they'd say, you are just... You know, why don't you get down with your candles and get down to King's Domain and, you know, you know, march around in circles with all those other protesters because you're just hard left, aren't you? And Socrates would say, oh, am I? 
thought I was stepping back, you know. But the, this point is not, you know. Uh, there's no room for a Socrates in the modern age. There's no room for someone stepping back. Now, as it turns out, Adam Goods in this morning's media has stepped back, and I thought that was interesting. He's being, you know, he's he said what I could, what I think are wise words, and they go like this. Uh, he thinks that Australian media is a dog, you know, just like I do. Um, quoting Adam Goods. Unfortunately, the media here in Australia, when it comes to Indigenous people, <clears throat> we haven't always been spoken about positively, he said. When there's an opportunity to get the boot in, they do that. For me, it was just another opportunity for the media to do, unfortunately, some bad reporting on the incident and bad reporting on what actually happened. I unfortunately, and here's the bit that I liked, the sort of sentence that I liked. I unfortunately looked to the media as being the ones who were able to create a bit of a shitstorm. Ah, oh, he didn't use the word firestorm, all right. Shitstorm that really turned into a bushfire. And it was pretty horrible. Uh, Goods reaffirmed his position that he would definitely not be involved with the AFL industry in future and would continue to decline most media requests in Australia. Now, somewhere else in that article, I only screenshotted one bit of it. Um, uh, he said, when I'm in Australia, there's bias. You know, when I'm talking to the media here. And he says, I feel a lot more freedom... Um, interacting with media overseas. And I, I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't talk to the media if I was him either. Okay, so that's that. So this this um, episode is roughly about you know, having a crack at the media. Um, it's almost a media watch episode. All right. Now, what got me started on that? You know? Well, there was an article in this morning's Herald Sun well, actually, there was a front, you know, well, believe it or not, the Herald Sun had a front page today. There's a couple of articles. Um, now, I'll just read the headlines of those articles. Um, protest stores, COVID diagnosis, diagnosis, triggers fears of fresh outbreak and calls for demonstrators to be swabbed. You know, and that means all demonstrators. Look, if you're listening to this 20 years from now, you won't understand what that means. March menace. And gee, the headline is huge. You know, so this is about... Now, look, we've got two issues going on at once at the moment. Coronavirus, you know, and also Black Lives Matter coinciding. You know, so they're competing sort of um, issues. Yeah. You know? So people want to demonstrate for Black Lives Matter, but that will, you know, that's, that's also playing Russian roulette. Um, with the virus, you know, quite likely killing people, you know, and that, and that and that hit home. That hits home for me, you know, because I come down on the side of, and this is only for selfish reasons, of please don't protest as much as Black Lives Matter, you know, does matter, uh, because you know I've got so many people in my family who have underlying health issues and all that sort of stuff, and you'll you'll kill them, you know. So, but that's just total selfishness, you know. That, uh, that uh, you know, I'm coming at that with, you know. Anyway, um, and along the line with the Black Lives Matter, look, there's been some, there's, you know, the, the purge is on at the moment. There's a whole lot of TV shows getting canned, banned, you know, and statues being pulled down overseas, um, and all that sort of, sort of stuff. Um, you know, Gone with the Wind has been banned, um, and. On, on one media outlet or something. And, you know, I mentioned this before in a previous episode. And Little Britain, you know, has been taken off Netflix. And a local show, you know, Summer Heights High and all that sort of stuff. You know, Chris Lilly, that's been taken down. And the Herald Sun, you know, this morning has picked up on that. You know, with, you know, another, you know, another thing on their front page. Political correctness gone mad. Greats under siege, you know. Um, save our larrikins. You know, this is not reporting, is it? And there's photos of you know, Paul Hogan, Delvin Delaney on the front page there, um, looking at their most you know, lovable on the front page of the Herald Sun. And, you know, that, head, that front page is clearly designed 
yeah, to get people excited this morning to create a shitstorm. I can swear because Adam Goods did. Yeah, and he's indigenous. <laughs> now that's a joke. <laughs> that's just a joke. Don't worry about it, you know. You gotta sort of, you know, we humans are complex. <laughs> right, now, um, so what's happening there? Now when you, you've got two choices. Uh, when you look at that front page of this morning's Herald Sun, you've got two choices. Am I going to react to... Look, there's the issues themselves, which are valid. You know, censorship, there's an issue of censorship there. And there's an issue of, you know, the competing um, uh, causes that are uh, stopping the spread of virus and also needing to march for Black Lives Matter, right? So there's two valid debates referred to here on the front page of the Herald Sun. But the Herald Sun is not asking us, not joining in. They're not joining in the debate. They're not facilitating facilitating the debate. Adam Goods would argue, and I argue, that those headlines, you'd have to see them to know where I'm coming from, are designed to um, make, you know, to make the debate more intense than might be helpful. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. And now you've got two choices. You, you know, you can have a... Th- you can, you've got three choices, really. You can... Number one, you can... Ha- you can think about the debate issues that they're talking about there. Well, I'll do that much. I will do that much, you know. I will think about, gee, what's the risk of, you know, a protest spreading the virus... And I will think about, yeah, but, you know, if, if we don't protest, the Black Lives Matter thing, you know, racism and, you know, the legacy of colonialism and all that sort of stuff, will, you know, and slavery and whatnot, you know, will, you know, never be dealt with, you know. So, you know, it's valid for me to think about, you know, like I am thinking about those issues as I'm reading these, but... Yeah, and also, you know, censorship, all right, that's a concern. But, you know, it's one thing to react, you know, to start thinking, you know, let those headlines start getting you thinking along those lines. But then the Herald Sun is not only trying to, not even, it's not even trying, that's not what it's there for, the Herald Sun, you know, to get you thinking about these competing issues and all that sort of stuff and the nuance and all. There is nuance. You know, the Herald Sun doesn't want that. Uh, now you have to decide. All right. Um, yes, but the Herald Sun wants me to um, uh, to get excited about these things and to get furious or one way or the other, you know, in a left-leaning way or a right-leaning way. The Herald Sun doesn't care. They just want the left and the right polarised. And you've got to ask yourself, well, you don't have to ask yourself anything, of course, but, you know, when you read this morning's Herald Sun, the front page, you sort of say, all right, I'm going to deal with the issues they're talking about in my head, which I've just done, right? Okay, but not with any, you know, excitement. Now, now the Herald Sun wants me to do that, but they want me to do it in such a way, you know, that I'm going to pop a gasket and start and jump onto social media and start screaming at, you know, if I'm on the left, start screaming at the right, or if I'm on the right, start screaming at the left. That's what's... Um, the Herald Sun wants me to do. Um, so, as a second decision, you know, number one decision, you know, form an opinion on what they're talking about. Now, all right, I think that's a good idea. Number two, you know, should I let the Herald Sun get me excited and passionate? You know, and I think at that point, if, if, if you decide, yes, I will let the Herald Sun do that to me and I will play that game... Um, you know, are you being played? You know? um, and that's about that. Uh, yeah, that, that's about it. You know? And I think to a certain extent, Adam Goods was suggesting before that people allowing the Herald Sun to whip them up into a frenzy was a key, com- you know, a key driver for him getting booed out of football. You know, I think he's accusing... You know, he's, he's almost letting the fans off in terms of responsibility just a little bit there you know, he's saying actually no it was the media that whipped them up into the frenzy you're saying 
you know, I absolve the football crowds a little bit because they're idiots, you know, because they're sheep. They're sheep. You know, I, th- I think that's what he's saying in that comment before. Look, I don't blame them entirely, the football crowds, because they're basically, you know, chickens. You know, they th- they've got about as much thinking going on in their noggins as chickens, you know, chooks. You know, I think he was saying that. Right, that's an interesting thought. Um, and then the third type of thinking you could have with respect to, you know, when you're looking at this morning's Herald Sun, the front page, you can have three thoughts. I'm going to think about the issue itself. I'm going to think about um, what, you know, I'm going to think about the fact that the Herald Sun is telling me not only how intensely to think about these issues, you know, um, they're playing me. You know, I can think about that. You know, I can think about the actual issues and what I think. I can think about... Um, how intensely the Herald Sun wants me to react and, and debate those issues. I can think about that, you know, the intensity sort of question. And I can think about the ethics of the media in even wanting to do that. You know? So I, I, get, I guess I get, the, I, I get to choose whether I want to be um, passive in the process and uh, just be told by the media, well, number one, what to think, but also how strongly to think about it. You know? um, that's that. You know? So there's three things I can think about there. Just looking at the front page of the Herald Sun. Look, I think most people, Adam Goods would um, argue, simply look at the Herald Sun and just react. Yeah, you know, Like sheep. A lot of politicians, they often get up and say, I respect the you know, intelligence of the Australian public to you know, be wise in their voting this year at the federal elections and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, they, look, even the politicians, <laughs> they, they are lying through their teeth and, we, and they know it. You know? They don't respect the intelligence of the Australian people. You know, the, the Australian people, have, you know, en masse, hasn't got much intelligence. Yeah, but it's a question, you know, when you read this morning Herald Sun, you get to choose to be a little bit more elite in your thinking, to see that there are three messages and probably more coming out of that front page, you know. Or you get to, you know, place yourself as a sheep, you know, or a chook in the chook shed, just reacting viscerally to whatever you're reading. You know, who do you want to be? All right, now, I'll number the bum, bum, bum. That might be enough. Um, did I see anything else? Oh, I turned the page. Oh, I turned the paper over to the back page. The footy's back on. So what you do with the newspaper, you don't actually look at the front page. Well, look, I did because the footy was on the front page, up the top. There was a whole other issue. That was nothing to do with current debates. You know, but, you know, ordinarily... The proper way to read a newspaper is to grab the newspaper and go whoop, turn it to the back page, and go straight to the footy. You know, if the footy's not on the front page, you know. Um, okay, so I did whoop, you know, flip it over and go to the back page. I did, and uh, on the back page, and then I turned in a bit. Um, it had a picture of all the Collingwood players and the Richmond players before the game, kneeling for Black Lives Matter. Um. And to that, I texted my, um, now, all of them. Now, when, in America, when that happened, one person kneeled, I think, Colin Cappadocius. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Kaepernick or something. Um, someone kneeled, and the whole country melted down and went nuts, you know. Um, and then some other people were, you know, it's called taking a, a knee, you know, for a cause, you know, Black Lives Matter and all that sort of stuff, you know. And that happened a while ago. And man, did America go nuts. The president, you know, was saying, but, you know, any owner of a football team who allows that to happen in his football team should be sacked, all that sort of stuff. You know, he was calling for public hanging for anyone who took a knee. Now, Australia is a little bit different than that, you know. I like to say that Australia is different than America. Yeah, but I'm a Euro-Australian. You know, so I like to say that we are different than Euro-Americans, for example. We're Euro-Australians. You know, but African-Australians, I've learned, like very much like to say, no, there is no difference. 
you know. But I'll, I'll stick to my guns for a bit and say, no, I think we are different. You know, because some Indigenous players took a knee quite a while ago in, in a fairly local, um, uh, you know, a lower-level football game, and uh, they took a knee. Nobody, look, using Adam Goods's language from earlier, nobody gave a shit, you know. The Prime Minister didn't come out and make a comment. Yeah, they took a knee, the national anthem was sung, whatever, and then they stood up and played the footy game and nobody actually cared. Which goes against, you know, all that booing that Adam Goods got. got. Look, at we human, you know, I know on Facebook it appears that everything can be nailed by a meme that nails it, <laughs> but it can't, you know. It, it's very... Um, it's very inconsistent. You know, we humans are quite complex, which is not a bad effort, you know, for chooks in a chook house. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, look, I ended up texting my uh, niece, a niece that I often text. She And she texts me too a lot. Um, uh, at least 50% of my ideas come from ideas that my niece gives me. You know, because she's on social media, by the way. And she gets a lot of ideas from social media that I can then have a think about because I'm not on social media. So I'm missing all that, but she's my supplier. You know, she's my uh, heroin supplier. <laughs> she gives me stuff from social media. Right. And then, look, I'll no, text, text, text. Um, so I texted her, and look, I'll finish the episode by reading that text. This morning's Herald Sun telling the sheep what to get angry about today. Swab every damned prost- protester bastard. Oh no! <laughs> Don't tell me they might ban good old Hoogs and Delvine. This has got to stop. <laughs> yeah, that's me just being an Irish troublemaker there, right? But I think what the, what the thinking person should do is demand that the editors should stop. Well, actually, I don't actually think that. You know, the editors are going to do that, and I call people sheep. You know, because they get they get played by the media. But Ben Elton. Um, what was that book that he wrote? Yeah, I read it. <laughs> I can't remember what it was called. Um, 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 something to do with fame, um, celebrity, something about that. Um, but it was about this issue. And you know, Ben Elton noted that um, the public want the Herald Sun to do what it's doing. And it wants the age to do what it's doing. You know, the, the public wants to be polarised. You know, it's almost like the, the public wants to be chooks and pays CNN and Fox News over in America, you know, to polarise the debate because they want that, you know, because they want the cheap... They want to do cheap arguing. They don't want to do complex argument, arguing, you know, all that sort of stuff. So maybe, you know, maybe the media is responding to what the people want, and I think that's the case. I actually think that's the case. So, you, can, you know, in any... When, when you're thinking through something, you can go down and down and down, you know. You know, are we being controlled by overlord media moguls telling us what to think? Well, to a certain extent, the people are to blame, you know, because they're creating the market for the media moguls to do that. You know, and if the media moguls stopped doing that, um, they'd be drummed out of town, you know, by going broke, and, you know, the people would put up another media mogul and say, give us what we want. You know, so, you know, Ben Elton argued that it's the fault of the people. You know, they're they're demanding that they be played because they want to get their tensions up. Oh, by the way, there is a time for intense debate. You know, otherwise something, you know, things don't happen. That's why we have civil, civil wars sometimes. You know, there is a time for war, you know. So much as, you know, you might say, oh, you know, the media is, you know, Turning Black Lives Matter into a civil war. Well, there are other, there are people, especially on the Black Lives Matter side of the fence, who say, "Good, we need a civil war. You know, we don't want to just pull down statues. We want to actually overthrow the government. We want mayhem, and we want to start again." So there is that. You know, people do drive that process. It's not all the media driving that sort of thing. A lot of people, ordinary people, are demanding that the media trigger civil war. All right, so that's that. Um, and then I texted my niece. Um, Adam Gordes, in a rare interview, has said as much this morning. And then I, you know, screenshotted that thing from Adam Goods. 
you know, in which he says, I unfortunately look to the media as being the ones who that were able to create a bit of a shitstorm that really turned into a bushfire, and it was pretty horrible, said Adam Goods. And I'd agree with that. Yeah, but I, I think the people were driving that as well, maybe. See, I'm arguing against myself in this one episode. Yeah. Uh, Facebook can't do that. Right. Now, interesting... I go on and on. Um, interesting, I say, that he took aim at the media here for firing up the sheep rather than taking aim at the sheep. By and large, he simply refuses to speak to the Australian media. And I agree with him. Our media is as bad as anything in the world. I ignore it as, uh, myself. I, I said to my niece in the text, well, obviously I don't, you know, because this whole episode is about, you know, is a response to me having read Australian media. This morning's Herald Sun. First Herald Sun I've read in probably three months because of coronavirus mainly, right? Now, um, open brackets. I actually think we might have close to the worst media in the world. Well, this is just me, you know, having fun. Um, I mean, we are the country who created Rupert Murdoch, who altered the world media order. Okay. And then I've got a photo of the Richmond and Collingwood players all taking a knee. And then I've added a text, nothing to do with what I was saying prior. Um, On the plus side this morning, there's something about Australia I like in this photo. Every single player and umpire, you know, that's the Collingwood players and the Richmond players last night in the first AFL game back from coronavirus, all taking a knee. All of them, you know. Um, There's, um, what have I Um, Every single player and umpire kneeling for respect for Indigenous players, etc. Yeah, and Black Lives Matter. Okay, which they have, you know. Every single one of them from both teams. You know, what's that, 46 players plus umpires? Other players wouldn't be thinking any deeper than that, by and large. Well, I have no idea about that. I shouldn't have said that, you know. It doesn't matter. I can make mistakes. Um, Then just, and then just getting on with the game and our Prime Minister not going psycho, you know. Oh, that was a reference to Donald Trump. Yeah, because one person kneels in America and, you know, Donald Trump goes psycho and so does half of America. Yeah, one way or the other. In America, oh, I've actually said that. In America, one player takes a knee and the whole country goes nuts. Regardless of my opinions on taking a knee, if I had been a player last night, uh, I probably would have done it anyway, that is, take a knee, you know. Just because, oh well, all the other players think it's a good idea, so okay. Yeah, a more moderate approach than the new newspapers would want me to take. The newspapers would have loved one player last night, yeah, you know, to have stayed standing so that they could have whipped up a firestorm, you know, about that one player opting out of, you know, um, taking a knee. So that, so that they could have whipped up a firestorm, as Adam Goods put it, about that. They would have been very disappointed, you know, last night, that the players were just so low-key and unanimous last night. The editors would have said, ah, shit, nah, <laughs> we can't use that. Okay, go nuts on the front page about that protester that tested positive and run something about don't touch the Paul Hogan show or it's un-Australian, you know. Okay, everyone, go. <laughs> How did I go with my Australian accent? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm only an Australian. I can't do an Australian accent the way you want me to do one. <laughs> you guys overseas. I don't say good day enough. Good day. <laughs> How's that? All right. And right there, I text, is my next episode. I'm after the media now. Smiley face. All right. That's what I texted. And then, you know, that was it. I had finished my text. Or for so I thought. But then I flipped over the pages a few times, you know, flick, 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 you know, looking for a bit more footy, really. But And suddenly I saw a huge ad um, for a Sky News special on TV on Foxtel, by the look of it. Now, all, the, all of those media outlets are in cahoots, you know. Herald Sun, Sky News, Foxtel, you know. It's like, you know, do you shop at Kmart or Target? Well, it's the same thing, you know. Um, same goes with all these, you know, news outlets. Half of them that appear to be different news outlets are all in cahoots, you know. 
it's a coordinated attack, you know, like the way, you know, you might get attacked by a raptor back in dinosaur days, you know, they come in from the left and they come in from the right, that's what the media does, and, and, and um, it's a coordinated attack, you know, but this one is the death of the Aussie larrikin, question mark, huge headline in the middle of the paper, and I went, oh my goodness, there was a news article earlier about this, and that's... Yeah, and now I've got an advertisement for a, TV, for a TV special about this. This is not just news, you know. And I go on about that, you know. So there was a bit of an epilogue, you know, or an addendum <laughs> that I, I added to my text thread to my niece, and I went like this: "Aha!" <laughs> Exclamation mark. You know, because I'm not talking about the issues. I'm talking. I'm getting excited by what the media game is. You know, you know. I don't care about you know death of a larrikin here. I don't care about Black Lives Matter here. You know, I'm, I'm all over the media now. I'm talking about the media. I'm not talking about what the media's talking about. <laughs> you should be talking about what the media's talking about. You know, might say a Black Lives Matter protester. You're part of the problem by saying so. No, no, no. I'm saying, yeah. Right now, I'm just talking about the media. Yeah. Okay. Herald Sun's news article about hoags this morning, you know, censorship, uh, coincides with a Foxtel Sky News Doco called the death of the Australian larrikin question mark. It's a coordinated firestorm whip up, is what I texted. You know what? Even if I agree with what they are saying, and to a certain extent I do, you know, yeah, because I do have problems with censorship, by the way. Yeah, but you know, there is a line, but where is that line? All that sort of stuff, you know, it's not black and white. Well, when you're not on social media, it's not on black and white. And when you're not being played by the media, it's not black and white. Otherwise, it is. Anyway, okay. Um, Even if I agree with what they are saying, you know, in the Herald Sun this morning, and I'm not going to divulge whether I am or not. That's not what this episode is about, you know. I am part of the problem because I'm going to stay silent on what I actually think. Half my episodes go left, half my episodes go right. You know, I'm always satirising, all that sort of stuff. You wouldn't know where I sit, and that makes me part of the problem. You know, I'm not trying to be helpful. In fact, you know, and by doing that, I'm trying to be unhelpful, aren't I? I'm trying to be unhelpful. Well, you know, Socrates would, you know, from his grave would say, no, actually, you're actually helping, Charlie, in your pretty, you know, low-intellect way. <laughs> you know, you're doing, you're doing what I used to do, and I think that's helpful. Oh, do you, Socrates? Yeah, no one around here who just, you know, in, tw- in the 21st century thinks so. They think I should be marching for Black Lives Matter or I am a racist and part of the problem. Nah, don't listen to them. Yeah, says Socrates, you know. And then I say to Socrates, what got you killed anyway, Socrates? <laughs> and he said, oh, shit, yeah, that's right. Exactly that. Oh, God. Yeah, it wasn't so good back in ancient Greece either, you know. Anyway. Anyway, I said, even if I agree with what they are saying... I'm appalled that the right-wing media here is taking ideas that I agree with moderately here and that they are whipping it up into a firestorm, as Adam Goods puts it today. Well, actually, he called it a shitstorm. End of episode.